what do you have to be afraid of? That is the underlying question in the scriptures for today. What do you have to be afraid of? Fear, intimidation, terror. These might seem like strange themes for a Sunday, but here we are. You may remember a movie from several years back called Defending Your Life. Uh, It was written and directed by Albert Brooks, and he starred in it as well. And the movie takes place in the afterlife where people go for judgment. Now, it's clearly not a Christian afterlife because it features things like reincarnation, and it's missing some important elements, God, for example. Uh, But the movie nonetheless had a very interesting message. In defending your life, people are judged not really on what they've done or not done, but they're judged on their fear. Uh, Fear, according to this anthropology, is what keeps people from really loving. And those who get to the afterlife after living a life filled with fear are sent back to earth to try again, and those who have conquered their fear and lived loving, productive lives move on to what they never quite say. Uh, fear overcome, uh, comes from our more primitive nature, and so we can't progress until it's overcome. Now, as I say, it's not a particularly Christian movie, uh, but it is really funny, and I do recommend that you see it. Uh, but it's also a really interesting reflection on fear. Fear is what holds us back. So what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of spiders, of heights. Actually, I'm afraid of falling. I'm not afraid of heights. That's different. I'm afraid of crime and aliens who might kidnap me to perform invasive experiments. Okay, I was just kidding about the spiders. (laughs) Now, these are mostly rational fears, mostly. Fear of things that can cause harm. And not all fears are rational, as anyone who lives with a phobia or a panic disorder can tell you. But rational or not, the effects are the same. Fears stop us. In our first reading today, the prophet Jeremiah may sound a little paranoid. Terror on every side. Former friends out to entrap him. Now, we don't know if he was paranoid or if they really were out to get him. But in any case, his response is what matters. He has entrusted his cause to God. He is supremely confident that because God is with him, God's justice will ultimately prevail. Jeremiah knows that God may test the just, but in the end, evil cannot prevail in the face of God's justice. The early Christian community that Matthew wrote his gospel for had similar problems. They were persecuted for their Christian faith. In that environment, many people were fearful, and their fear held them back from publicly professing that faith. Christianity could easily have become another secret religion. The ancient Middle East was filled with them. But the words of Jesus echoed very clearly, do not be intimidated. What you hear in secret, proclaim from the housetops. Don't fear people who can only harm your body. Instead, fear the one who can destroy both body and soul. So, what is this business about fear of God? 
Isn't that a contradiction to all of our God is love stuff? What is this fear of God? Well, fear isn't always bad. I mean, children have to be taught that some things should be feared. Do not touch that hot stove. Does anyone here have a deep and abiding fear of stoves? I mean, the object? I don't mean just not wanting to cook. (laughs) You know, we're not afraid of stoves. As we grow and develop, we have to be taught that some things deserve caution and respect. And that doesn't mean terror. That means a realistic appraisal. Even things that are good and necessary should be respected. And that doesn't mean that there is an implied threat. Even in whoever disowns me, I will disown. That just means that our actions have consequences. The choice is still ours. Fear of God is a difficult concept to translate because fear is such a broad term. But keep the context of this section of Matthew's gospel in your mind. Don't worry about the power of earthly authorities whose influence is limited. And remember that we are ultimately accountable to God whose influence is unlimited. Every hair on your head has been counted, which means that for me, the counting stopped a lot sooner than it did for you. (laughs) But God is in control of everything. And most importantly, When you are deciding whether to speak out and to profess your faith, remember that God is in control of everyone's destiny. And don't be afraid. Uh, Today in our country, we don't really have to worry much about religious persecution. There are people who may disdain us or find us irrelevant, and we should be vigilant about our religious freedom. But to claim that we are the ones being persecuted, I think, is to dishonor those Christians in other parts of the world who are facing actual torture and death for their faith. I think that when people claim that we're being persecuted here, that's usually a political appeal, but it's also an appeal to people's fear. And I don't believe it. We're not being persecuted. But I believe that sometimes our fear still holds us back. Fear of being misunderstood, fear of being labeled, fear of being judged. Fear that we won't be able to adequately express who we are or what we believe. These fears hold us back. And it can feel like we're defending our lives. During those fearful moments, remember God who loves us provides for us. And God is the one that we love and respect. And God is in control, and our destiny is always in his hands. So why should we be afraid? Why should we care what people think? What do we have to be afraid of? If God is really in charge, what do we have to fear? Every hair of every head has been counted. So don't live in fear.